This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Destiny of a Donkey. Christ needs you and wants to use you for His kingdom. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21. And this Sunday is what's called Palm Sunday. It is the Sunday that we recognize the day when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And the people sang his praises. And uh, Matthew 21 talks about what this, this is called, the triumphant entry. And um, let me start at verse 1. I want to read this for just a second. It says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, Your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Somebody say amen to the reading of that passage. I want to talk about this for just a moment. This is Palm Sundays, and for many years, uh, many churches on Palm Sunday will take out palms and pass them out to people and give it to people on on Palm Sunday in recognition of this day in history. Now, many years ago, we stopped doing passing out the psalms, palms, whatever they call branches, leaves. We, we stopped doing it, and of course, I always get questions, and so how come we don't do what other churches do? How come we don't pass them out? Several reasons, two reasons. Let me give you two main reasons. One is we pass them out, and then when service was over, we, we picked up half of them on the parking lot and had to clean it up. But a bigger reason, the second reason is this. This crowd in Matthew 21 that sang his praises and celebrate him marching into Jerusalem and honored him and loved him and worshiped him and praised him were the same crowd that one week later decided and cried out, crucify him. We don't want to be in a crowd that one minute praises him, but the next minute is trying to get him crucified. 
That's not the crowd we want to be in. We want to be in the crowd that celebrates who he is and has a lifestyle. Honor and worship and obey him and put his words into action in your life on a day-by-day basis. That's the crowd that we want to be. We want to worship him regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what other people say. We want a lifestyle that gives God the praise and the honor and the glory regardless of what others may say. Amen, Pastor. Maybe that's not where y'all want to be, but that's certainly where I want to be. It is, it is what I am, I am in pursuit of, developing and raising up a church that has that kind of mindset. We don't want to be the people that are going to be praising him one minute and church is over, crucifying him or saying bad things or dishonoring him or rejecting him. This particular passage in... in uh, Matthew 21, is a fulfillment of a prophecy given by Zechariah, who in Zechariah chapter 9, he made a declaration that here's how you'll tell who the Messiah is. He will be riding on a donkey. The religious community of that day and time should not have had any questions about who Jesus was because he fulfills prophecy. One of the reasons I follow Jesus and I don't follow Muhammad or Buddha or some of these other names and so forth is because this Bible prophesies who Jesus and who the Messiah, who the God is, and it not only prophesies, it also records the fulfillment of those prophecies. That's why I'm a Christian and not a Muslim. That's why I'm a Christian and not a Buddhist. This is why I follow Jesus because he fulfilled the mandate of fulfilling uh, the prophecy. Somebody say amen. Thank God for those prophecies. What I am celebrating and what I am taking a look at, what I want to spend time talking about today is the fact that this fulfillment of the prophecy was fulfilled through a donkey, a jackass. Out of all of the animals that God could have chosen to march into Jerusalem, out of all of the animals, he could have picked a big old horse. He could have picked so many things that he could have picked, but he picked a donkey. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that out of all of the things that he picked, he picked a donkey. I'm amazed because a donkey is considered an unclean animal. It's unclean. Not only is it unclean, it is also considered valuable. Matter of fact, when Jesus rode in town on the donkey, even though it was considered an unclean animal, what is significant is that it was valuable. When, when Jesus marched in and, and rode this donkey into town, uh, if somebody owned a donkey, they were considered to be well-to-do if you had a donkey. And, and the fact that he rode into town, in today's vernacular, he rode into town on a Mercedes. Come on, look at your neighbors. He was on a Mercedes. Somebody had value. It had value. And, and the other thing about a donkey is it became, it, when you had a donkey, it was always attached and, and loyal and had the ability and the temperament to be attached to their masters. Now, Pastor, why are you telling all this? Because here's why I'm, wanted, I'm, I'm titling this message about, here's the title of this message, The Destiny of a Donkey. Look at your neighbor and say, the donkey had a destiny. Look on the other side. Tell the person on the other side. The donkey had a destiny. 
God had, had defined a destiny for this donkey. This donkey had a job. This donkey had an assignment. This donkey just wasn't chosen. From the day before that donkey was born, it was already determined that this donkey had a role to play in the fulfillment of the prophecies of Jesus Christ and to bring Jesus into Jerusalem on a donkey. Somebody say, praise the Lord, riding on a donkey. He, 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 he had an assignment. He had a destiny. And I want to talk about this because First of all, the donkey was unclean, it was valuable, it was attached to its neighbor, and I thought I ought to talk about it because some of you today also have a destiny. You have a future and an assignment. Guess what? But you're saying, but I'm unclean. Y'all might as well tell the truth. Some of y'all got some stuff in your life. You are unclean people. Some of you done done some things, said some things, went some places, had some activity. The truth be told, if you were to tell the person sitting next to you about some places you've been and some things you've said, they wouldn't even want to be sitting next to you today. Come on, stop acting like y'all done dotted every I and crossed every T. Let me preach to somebody who feels like God has canceled you out, who feels like God could not possibly use you, who feels like there's no way that God could in any way possible choose to use you. I got word for you. God chose to use a donkey, an unclean animal. If he can choose to use that donkey, he can choose to use you. I wish I had a praying crowd with me here today. I wish I had somebody who would acknowledge and recognize and identify. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I believe somebody's watching this broadcast. Somebody's in the sanctuary who knows you done done some nasty things. You nasty. Look at your neighbor and say, you're nasty. You know you're nasty. You're just as nasty as you can be. You're nasty. But I got news for you. We serve a God who in spite of your nastiness, can clean you up and wash you and make you clean again and use you. I don't care. He don't care where you've been. He doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care how low you have fallen. He will make you clean on the inside. Won't he make you clean, somebody say, on the inside. Won't he make you clean? He'll clean you up. He'll wash you up. He'll wash away all of your sins. That's the glory of the resurrection of Jesus, that he has the power. His death on the cross, him dying on the cross, him shedding his blood on the cross makes it possible for you and I to have all of our sins washed away. And he cleans us up. Yeah, you failed. Yes, you lied. Yes, you went some places you shouldn't have done. Yes, you thought some things you shouldn't have thought. But he will clean you up. He's a God that'll clean you up. Tell your neighbor, he'll clean you up. Look at on the other side, say he'll clean you up. Won't he wash you? Won't he? Yes, he will. He will clean you up and make you whole and use you for his glory. My assignment today is to find some donkeys in the camp and tell them that God can clean you up. I need to tell some donkeys in here today that you are valuable to God. You have value to the God that we serve. He loves you. He cares about you. I know you don't think you're valuable, 
but he thinks you're valuable. I love the song that Anthony Brown wrote called Worth. He thought I was worth saving. He thought I was worth dying for. He's a God who thinks you're worth it. You, that devil will convince you that you're not worth it. That devil will make you think you're useless and that you're invaluable. I'm proclaiming to somebody in this camp that's been listening to the wrong voice, my job is to tell you God loves you and cares about you and that you are valuable to him. Somebody air five your neighbor and say you're valuable to him. A donkey was also attached to their master. A strong spirit. These donkeys had strong spirits, but they had an attachment, but they had a capacity, the mentality, the temperament to have a strong attachment to their masters. And let me tell you something. There's some people here today who were once donkeys and Jesus washed you and cleansed you and made you whole and made you recognize your value to his kingdom. And you got joined to a savior to whom you cannot compromise. Any, listen, I believe there are some people here today that you can't make them doubt Jesus. You can't make them question Jesus. I'm looking through the building. I believe some, some people sold out. Sold out. I'm all sold out. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me question him. You can't make me walk away from him. You can't confuse me about him. You can't make me question him. He's already done so much for me, brought me through so much. I would never dare in a thousand years to question or doubt the Savior that I serve. Can I get an amen from anybody? How did this happen? Well, look at verse 2. How did I get to this place? Look at verse two. It says, Jesus said to them, go into the valley opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied. Stop, stick a pin right there. It says right here in verse two, Jesus tell them, go, in the, go into the village and you're going to find a donkey. Here's what I'm excited about. God will find you, I don't care where you are. It doesn't matter how low you have fallen. It doesn't matter the depth of the magnitude of your sin. God can find you right where you are. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but he sees you right now. He sees you where you are, and he's, I'm coming after you. He sent me to come after you and find you. And when we find you, it says right here, loose them and bring them to me. God is about to loose you from whatever you're tied up to. I don't know who it is today, but you are about to get loosed up in this camp, loose from your addiction, loose from your uh, personality, loose from some people, loose from some places, loose from some conditions. God is about to loose you from something. I know you thought you could never get free. I, thought, I know you thought you would have to live the rest of your life in that bondage. I know you think that there's no way possible you could come out from whatever it is you're in bondage to, but I got great news. We serve a God who's made provisions for you to be loosed. Whatever the devil has bound you to, we serve a Savior who will loose you. This is your final day of being tied up into anything. Who am I preaching to today? Who is it that thought they could never get 
free from a habit that they done had for years? Who is it that keeps going back to the same habit over and over again? Who is it that's in a never-ending cycle of habits and a never-ending cycle of trying to get out of that habit? I don't know who you are, but the blood of Jesus is coming today to wash you and to loose you and to set you free. You shall be free today. It's your loose day. It's your day to be loose. It's your day for the shackles to fall off. It's your day that God is about to enter you into your destiny and bring you into your future. It is the appropriate time. It is the day that just like this donkey, you're getting purged. You're getting purified. You're getting prepared. You Hold up. Some of y'all have been tied just like this donkey was tied to a post. And I'm sure while it was tied in the post, that donkey stood in that post and said, what am I doing here? Why am I still here? Why am I still tied? Some of y'all have been tied to situations that you want to get freed from. But here I got some news for you here today. I don't care what you're tied to, how long you've been tied to it. The miracle working power of God is about to step into your domain and loose you from whatever has you bound in. He has to loose you. You know why? Because verse 3 says this. Here's why you're about to be loose. If anyone says to you, verse 3, anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them. Here's why. Here's the deal. God has need of you. You have a gift. You have an anointing. You have a call upon your life that God is going to choose to use you because you will make a difference in somebody else's life. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. God is considering you, you, but you say, I'm unclean. God chooses to use unclean people. Woo, if God only could use clean people, then we might as well shut the church down. But he's chosen to use unclean people that he will clean up. Why? Because he needs you with your personality, with your gifting, with your call, with the way he made you. He's chosen you. He, you are of value to him. So he needs you. Now, he, he doesn't need the people who think they got it all together. He doesn't need the people who think they the best and the best and the sharpest and the brightest and the smartest and the most gifted. No, he needs people and he wants to use people who feel unqualified, who feel like they're not gifted, who feel like nobody could ever use them. And why would God choose you rather than somebody else? Because... The person who think they got it all together, who think they can do it all, that they're the smartest, the prettiest, the best, will try to take the credit for themselves. God wants somebody who when they are asked how they got there, they're not ashamed to say, Jesus did this for me. God's kingdom is fueled by people who don't want to take credit and don't mind giving him the credit. Go on and preach, Pastor. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen. All I'm trying to do is tell you that God needs you. I don't know who you are. He needs you. He saved you and he kept you tied in a situation that you tried to get loose from until he could come along and bring you to where he wants you to be. I know you don't want to be on that job. I know you don't want to be in that relationship. 
I know you don't want to be living in that city. I don't know. I know you don't want to be where you are, but it's okay. God kept you tied there until he could come get you to take you where he wants you to be. Can I get an amen from anybody here? Who am I preaching here today to? Who found themselves tied to a situation, but Jesus came along and had yourself untied and brought you to where he wants you to be. Let me close. Oh, hold up. Before I go on to my last point, all I'm trying to say is God wants to choose to use plain, ordinary people. He wants to use plain, not diamonds, but broken stones. Lowly, plain, ordinary people. That's what he wants to do. He, he needs you. That's who he's calling. And here's what it says. I'm almost finished. He says in verse number seven, they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. I like, I like that. They, they needed this donkey. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes, and set him on them, and marched Jesus into Jerusalem. They wanted to use Jesus, uh, the donkey, for Jesus' sake. They wanted to use the donkey. What am I saying? In spite of the fact that the donkey has a strong will, in spite of the fact that he can have a stubborn temperament, God can still use a stubborn, hard-headed person like you Y'all don't get it. God chose this donkey to fulfill the prophecy of Zechariah, Zechariah 9 and 9. He fulfills it through Jesus riding into town on the back of this donkey. He, he orchestrated the donkey getting there, getting tied there, being left there, being found there, being loose there. <laughs> God has orchestrated the affairs of your life. He went through all of that effort to get the donkey brought to that place, tied down, left there so he could be found. Your circumstances, God has brought all of the stuff that has gone on in your life to bring you to this point so you would come on this day. You've been tied to some situation that now God is about to loose you and set you free and use you for his glory. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Here, let me close. Here it is. If God could go through all of that to use a jackass, look what he'll go through to use your ass. I'm so grateful that God can use a jackass like me. I'm tore up 
from the floor. I'm messed up. I'm a jacked up joker. But if he can use me, he can use you. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but all I know is that you're here and you need Jesus and you need to be loose. And the shackles are coming off of you today. Whoever I'm preaching to, get out of your seat and come to Jesus right now. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. But God's calling you right now to come to him. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. If God can use a donkey to fulfill his prophecy, then God can use you. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.